Welcome to Access Point Radio, your destination for the news, strategies, and practices needed to grow your business. I'm your host, Kyle Todd. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Access Point. Uh, Today we continue our series of profiling uh, small businesses here in the Washington DC area that are doing some really creative things to keep their businesses afloat during uh, this COVID business shutdown. Um, Obviously um, an unprecedented time um, in in modern terms for uh, impacts on businesses. And uh, we uh, have been spending the last few episodes really looking at how businesses are changing the way they are doing business to meet their customers' needs and, and maybe reach new customers that they didn't have before. Uh, and also those businesses that are doing really outstanding things as far as giving back to the community. So today I am so excited to welcome Carolyn and Massimo Pepete uh, from Americano. Let's see if I could pronounce that right. Did I get that right, Carolyn and Massimo Americano? Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, perfect. Yeah, you have a great, great play on on um, on words and pronunciation between the the way the the name of the business is spelled and on the logo uh, to how it's pronounced. I I love that that play on words. First off, how are you two doing? We're doing um, very well. So um, uh, the big challenge was at the beginning, uh, everything changed very fast, and uh, we need to come with a system and. Uh, everything new for a restaurant like us that we use uh, service uh, basically every day we service on the table and um, you know like a regular uh, restaurant so in uh, one two days we had to remodelate or our system our concept to just to stay open so it was very challenging at the beginning and um, Caroline and myself uh, uh, worked very hard especially Caroline um to try uh, to find uh, a better solution and uh, a better system to uh, help our customer and uh, provide food and um, as fast as we can and uh, with the quality that we put on the plate uh, before so that was very very challenging because um, you know we we were not at a deli we were not a takeout restaurant and you know yes but no, a lot of takeout. We jump to maybe 10, 15 order a night to 60, 70, 80. And uh, Kyle, that was very challenging, you know, try to reorganize everything from, from scratch, from the kitchen with the chef, um, all the way we can deliver the food. Uh, so how we do that, plus there were not a lot of um, uh, guideline uh, the way to do it so we have to you know find our um, own uh, uh, solution so i'm italian so i was looking for what what's happening in italy and uh, what they did in italy but it didn't help me a lot because everything was shut down in italy um, delivered as well especially in the north and uh, so uh, we didn't have any sources and um, and uh, thanks god caroline come with an uh, excellent idea and uh, you know uh, try to rearrange the menu and um, and everything and uh, she can tell you what we did you know carolyn tell us tell us about the transition 
Of course. Um, I'll just add, of course, we have a business partner as well, James G., our chef, so we don't want to leave him out of that. And, you know, it's the three of us. Massimo runs the restaurant full-time. He's the general manager. Um, James is our business partner, and he's our chef. So the two of them are really there every single day fighting the good fight to just try to keep our business alive. Um, I work behind the scenes and help with the marketing and the finances and pay the bills and all of that stuff. So we kind of pivoted, which is uh, everybody's favorite word right now, but we did a pretty fast pivot from maybe, as Massimo said, doing, you know, five takeout orders on a normal day, 15 takeout orders on a busy day. And now we're upwards of possibly 80 takeout orders a day. We did a tremendous takeout business on Easter, which is really nice. And we're looking to do something similar for Mother's Day. What we did uh, a little bit before this had all started, we did these family meals that serve three to four people depending on how hungry your kids are, if you have teenage boys, maybe. <laughs> Ours are not boy, uh, teenagers yet, boys, but not teenagers. Um, so it feeds three to four people. And we did something similar for Easter. Um, the meal fed three to four people, and you know you could get two of those if you wanted. Uh, we've added several several things to the, to the lineup. We are doing um, items that you can buy in the restaurant, uh, such as jug wine that you can refill um, on tap. Um, you know, I won't give away the, the whole thing. We started robot delivery, which is really fun. We're limited with the technology of the company. Broad Branch Market in our neighborhood started at first. It's Starship uh, Robot Delivery. They principally were delivering on college campuses, so they uh, their business model shut down as well, and they were looking for somewhere else to, to branch out. I'm not sure how they got to Broad Branch, but Broad Branch has been doing it for about a month in their neighborhood, delivering groceries mainly, but food, prepared food as well. So we had our first delivery last night, which was really fun, uh, but the neighborhood needs to be mapped out a little bit further so we can expand more into the neighborhood. We're limited by their capabilities and their manpower at the moment. Uh, what a what a fun concept. How did that, uh, how did that come about? Uh, obviously, I'm guessing from the need for contactless delivery, um, but how do, how, do, how do people get their order out of the little robot? <laughs> I think Massimo uh, can explain it a little bit better, but the reason it hit our radar is I have a good friend who's a uh, producer, a TV producer here in the neighborhood. Uh, she works for a German TV station, and she mentioned that we should get in touch with Starship and try to do it ourselves. So we reached out and, and set up the whole contract um, to get it going. But Massimo uh, did the first order last night. He could explain logistically what's entailed if you want to go ahead with that, Massimo. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty pretty easy. I saw this one already two one year ago in um, Georgetown, and um, I was wondering what is it. And now I understood what it was meant. So basically, it's, it's easy. You need to download your app on your iPhone or your smartphone, uh, Starship uh, Churches, uh, and uh, you can place the note an order automatically through your iPhone. Uh, you can you can pay with the um, your uh, iPhone and uh, basically we receive the order and um, and it, the order is processed like uh, every single order so when the order is ready um, we call uh, uh, with our computer our, uh, with our computer we call the robot is coming and they're pretty fast you know I have to say that they're pretty fast and then um, we deliver it as as the other one, you know, you close the robot, you put the food in, you close the robot, then you send sand, uh, and then it start, <laughs> it start running. I, yesterday, <laughs> I was 
yesterday, uh, you know, as I can say, yes, it was the first order, so I want to see, right? So, and I saw this robot, he was going, and then he stopped at the traffic light on Nebraska Avenue, then he wait for the, um, for, you know, for the red light, and then green, and then he goes. It was unbelievable, and it was a, um, a kid, two kids, actually, in front of the restaurant. They were very, you know, say, what is that, mommy, what is that? And uh, so they jump in front of him, and uh, you know the robot automatically stop it, and uh, and he start moving again after uh, I want to say one minute after the the girls um, letting go through, and uh, I was impressed. I was impressed, and um, it's very it's very clean, uh, especially in those on those days. You know, uh, people didn't want to have any kind of contact. Uh, the robot is coming in front of your house and on your iPhone you just click open the door is gonna open up take your foot you close the door and it, and then it's gone so it's pretty wow. convenient and easy that's wow. the new world I, I guess also, I don't know <laughs> let me just add to that um, the photo taken is a photo from Starship you'll notice there's snow in the background We've had none of that this year. The person does not have gloves on their hands. This is a college campus um, stock photo from them. The photo that I posted last night on our Instagram page was the robot film. We use gloves, masks, et cetera. So once the robot comes back to us, then we wipe it back down. In theory, nobody actually has to touch the robot, but we wipe it, wipe it back down. And when we fill it, we do have gloves and masks, et cetera. But those were not our hands. It's not our snow <laughs> and uh, it, it's very clean. And I think it's really one of the, the safest ways to get food right now. And hopefully they expand yeah. their, their mapping, so to speak, so we can go to more and more places. I, well, that takes care of the delivery option. Um, what did you have to do to uh, readjust your menu for takeout or did you? I mean, I, I know you mentioned um, doing some family style uh, meals uh, that that people can order, particularly on Easter Sunday. Did you have to make decisions about what could stay on the menu? Because uh, I I would imagine not that not everything would transport and and be of the quality that that the chef would want to have go out the door in the restaurant. Is 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 that a fair thing to say? Is did you, bottom line, did you have to adjust your, your menu? Um, we did have to dumb down the menu, so to speak, for a variety of reasons. Not everything is travel friendly and our fried zucchini, which everybody loves, and it was the one of the big photos in our Washington Post review when Tom Seitzema reviewed us, uh, they are never travel friendly. They just turned to mush in about 30 seconds. So, you know, items like that that are not travel friendly, we did have to take off the menu. But in addition, um, you know, it's just harder to get all the materials we were getting before. So the menu needed to be more streamlined for the availability of ingredients, but also for the comfort food that people are looking for right now. Um, you know, I will go out on a limb and say that there was a lot of social shaming going on with the restaurants when this first uh, occurred, that a lot of restaurants closed for two weeks and said it's what needs to be done to be safe for everybody. And I, whereas I think there was a little bit of truth in that, we did exercise as much caution as possible with you know, hygiene and gloves and masks, et cetera. But we also don't have the deep pockets that a lot of these larger restaurants do. We don't have you know, 15 investors. It's not a $15 billion a year operation with 
months and months of capital sitting in the bank. And at the same time, our price points were takeout friendly as is, and as is most of our food. A lot of the restaurants that did close for two weeks don't have the price points that we have. We are family friendly, kind of everyday food for the most part. Uh, so we kept those items, um, added more comfort food. We're very heavy on the Italian American concept of our menu. Our, our normal menu is dual concept, Italian, Italian food that Massimo grew up with in Italy and Italian-American food that James grew up with more in the United States. James is Italian-American. Um, so we really have just focused on a lot of these Italian-American classics and food that people are comfortable eating right now, want to eat to feel good and better about things. And then also it's just a little travel travel friendlier. So, yes. And my, my mouth is watering. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> um, uh, you, uh, you've also recently started a new program and let me see if I can get this out in the correct mm -hmm. pronunciation. La la spesa so spesa. Is that right. is that remotely familiar to what you're? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Good. Okay. You want me, well? Why don't you pronounce it properly? La spesa so spesa. Okay, and and tell me about the program. Yes, basically is um. This is a, uh, is a very, very common on the south of Italy, uh, especially in uh, uh, Naples, in Campania, all around there. Um, and it's very, very interesting. Uh, the most common things the people in Naples do is at the bar, okay? So, for example, you're going to our bar, uh, you order a cafe, that's for Isis Espresso, uh, and basically, you always pay for two. You are by yourself, but you pay for two because one is for you to enjoy it, and the other one is for somebody's coming with no money uh, just to have a, a cafe as well. And uh, this is very, as I say, it's very, very popular in, uh, in Naples. So, and it's the same thing with the um, spesa su spesa. So, basically, you buy something uh, for somebody that is gonna come later on. Uh, help him out someone that he doesn't have money uh, to buy food and uh, or, you know or, so at least he can eat something so that's very interesting and a friend of mine uh, working with me uh, Giovanni is from Naples and we were talking about this in the last uh, two three weeks um, and um, and then uh, uh, Caroline she come up with this uh, idea and uh, just to try to uh, just put away on the on the our concept and um, let's see Karen you want to add something yeah we just put it on our website tonight and I put it in a couple a couple of our local list serves so the idea is that when people check out online if they'd like to add five ten or fifteen dollars they can it would go to this uh, space so space campaign which is the best translation in English, in my opinion, is uh, a pay it forward. NPR ran an article three days on this and they just literally translated it to suspended shopping, which is correct. But for what would actually resonate with people, it's the idea of a pay it forward. So we will do the match at the restaurant. So if somebody puts $15, we'll do $15 and provide meals uh, locally to families and couples in need. 
I'm working right now with um, both Merch Elementary, which is the school our kids go to, as well as Deal, excuse me, elementary school, yes, Deal Middle School and Wilson High School. These are all within less than a mile of our school, um, of our restaurant. It's the school district that feeds into our restaurant. And then I'm also working with the um, Cleveland Park. Um, I just reached out to them today. Let me see what the name is again. I keep forgetting. It's called the Cleveland Park Citizens Association. Um, and they're within about a mile and a half of the restaurant. And that's uh, low income housing. So to see who we can provide meals to. So we just started it today and we'll see what happens. But it's, you know, we're struggling right now as a restaurant, but it's, uh, it makes you feel a little bit better when you stop thinking about your own woes and start thinking about somebody else's to see what we can do to help. So this is this is one of the um, the many great aspects of supporting a locally owned business. Uh, that the the locally owned business is involved in the community. You're members of the community, and you give back to the community when when you need to. Um, and and I think I can speak for everybody when I say thank you for for doing that. Uh, I think it's a, a great program to offer. Um, what's What's next for Americano uh, as as things are they're, they're not getting back to normal yet, but but looking forward, uh, what lessons do you think you've learned as business owners uh, that will benefit you as you're going forward? Is there anything that you, from a process standpoint, uh, maybe weren't doing before? Um, but now you are, and would be something that you would keep doing. So we really were doing a tremendous amount of takeout before our business opened in October of 2018. And we pride ourselves on being a neighborhood restaurant here for the community. We have this thing we call the simple truth and our simple truth is to create a sense of community. It's something that we try to do in every gesture and every interaction with our uh, client base here. And we try to work with the school and a lot of other things. So um, being a restaurant that was about a year and a half old, we weren't doing a lot of takeout, but we have been doing a decent business volume. And it's always really fun that people comment that we're always busy. They drive by and they can look in the windows and see that we're always busy. So that's um, really, really rewarding to us. But the takeout has really um, taken off. Uh, it's our only revenue stream right now. And hopefully that continues when we open back up because we don't know in what capacity we'll be permitted to open back up. You hear uh, them talking about restaurant margins all the time. It's all true. You know, restaurant margins are so slim. So to have to cut back our uh, coverage 50% or more, we will never make it as a business. Uh, however, if we can complement the takeout with the, um, you know, dine in at whatever capacity we're permitted and that people feel comfortable coming out in public and dining out. If we can combine those two things, I think it would be fantastic. The other thing that's just really been a lot of fun that we've been doing uh, as much as we can with right now is selling alcohol to the public through the restaurant. The DC laws are temporarily permitting restaurants to do alcohol with to-go. Uh, it has to be with food. It can't just be alcohol. So we started, um, there's the beer on tap. So Bira La Spina, which you see there, that's a 64 ounce growler. It looks a little smaller than it is at 64 ounces. So we have two beer on tap, one Italian, one DC. We also have wine on tap, uh, Vino Rosso Vino Bianco. It's a red and a white. 
that change, um, you know, when the kegs empty out. And we also have two cocktails on tap. We have a Negroni and we have a Vesper. Vesper is the James Bond famous cocktail, which is gin and uh, vodka and a little bit of Lillet. So um, the jugs are really cool. You see that in the picture there. They sold out immediately. So we um, do have a deposit on the bottles. And if people bring the bottle back to refill, then they don't pay the deposit again, or they can cash out the deposit on the bottle. But since we can't get the bottles uh, right now, we're hoping to have another shipment next week. We are letting people fill their own bottles of the wine and pay no deposit fees for the regular wine price. So that's pretty fun. Uh, we added loaves of bread and olive oil starts tomorrow as well. Um, I noticed in the supermarket, it's really hard to get olive oil and we can get it at a pretty competitive price. So we're doing loaves of bread from our fresh bakery um, that only supplies restaurants. It's called Panorama Bakery. They're not open to the public doing the olive oil. And then Giovanni, who is our head waiter, who Massimo spoke about earlier and had really been talking a lot about the Spesa so Spesa. He is from the um, Campania region of Italy, which is where Naples is. He's actually from Pompeii and he makes uh, delicious house-made limoncello, which should be ready by tomorrow. He also makes this mm. thing called choconcello, which uh, we've already been selling. It's kind of like chocolate mix limoncello and then a crema di limoncello. So it's a cream-based la uh, limoncello. So we're going to start selling those other ones tonight and tomorrow. And the choconcello has already been on sale. We've been selling it. So it, it's fun to be able to do these things and connect with people in a different way. It seems like that would is, is just a phenomenal way to reach a whole new customer base. Uh, you just reached me. Uh, <laughs> I'm a new customer. Uh, I will be um, submitting an order soon. Um, it all sounds phenomenal. Um, I, I cannot thank you both enough for, for all the work you're doing and for joining us today. Um, I met, I met is located at 5014 Connecticut Avenue Northwest. Um, can you uh, spell out the website for folks? It's um, so it's www.imeddiecano.com. No apostrophe in there. Love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, you're all over social media too. Um, great, uh, great write up in a food review uh, from before the shutdown. Uh, congratulations for uh, making some some nice shifts. Um, and uh, can't wait to try your food. Thank you both for joining us, Carolyn and Massimo Papetti from Americano. Thank you both. Thank you, Kyle. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. That's it for this episode, everyone. Thank you for tuning in again, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.